Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with another episode of Past the Remote. I'm your host, Amobi Kugo. I'm with my brother and co-host. Akachi Kugo, back at it. Episode three. Let's get it. So much to talk about. I have so much to get off my chest. Hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, before we get into all that, because I know we've been talking in the group chat and uh, talking about the episode that we want to talk about, um, I want to get your take on sequels. Uh, recently, uh, Space, Jam, J- Space Jam 2, I don't know why I'm having a tongue twister, but Space Jam 2 accordingly changed producers within two weeks of shooting. Um, mm. So I want to get your opinion on sequels, any sequels that you like, and yeah, just, just take us through it. Whew. I mean, Bad Boys 2, Hitter, um, is uh, The Dark Knight technically a sequel, Hitter, Godfather series sequel, Hitter, so <laughs> we got a lot of hitters, but before we touch on that, because I know you're going to ramble, I just shouldn't have brought up Godfather, but um, why do you think they changed producers? I want to hear your take before I mention my take. <laughs> to be honest, I have no idea. I was trying to do some more research into it, but I think it's probably because um, they weren't seeing eye to eye in terms of how the script were going. Um, uh-huh. Space Jam, the original Space Jam is a classic. So, you know, the, the struggle with sequels is like you want to make it better. Um, you want to. And like, it has to tie into that story. Exactly. So I'm trying to figure out how they're going to tie in uh, a story that was so long ago. Um, so it's going to be interesting. You know, they kind of struggled with getting the casting right. Um, they were trying to get different players involved and uh, only so many um, signed up for it. Um, so for them to have a different producer within two weeks, it's going to be interesting. Um, in terms of sequels that I liked, I mean, you touched on all three of them. I think there's only really like four to five sequels that really, really did a good job. And if you want to count Lord of the Rings, I want to add that there too. Toy Story okay. 2. Bad Boys 2, Godfather. Um, but that's about it. Usually the sequel is not really, I think it has like a 20% hit rate. Yeah, well, the thing is, and like, let me touch on Space Jam. I honestly think the reason why they changed producers is because, one, I feel like it was scrambled because the hype was already there. They announced it. So it's like, once you announce it, it's like, okay, we got to kind of keep our money where our mouth is. And then every it was getting so much slander about it not needing a sequel. It won't work. Players were declining to do it. I think it was kind of heading in that direction. So they're just like, F it. And then was like, you know what? We're going to make this work. We're going to bring in a new producer to try to make this work that fits our vision. And now it's just, it's up in the air. Like the, the time's ticking. So now we'll see what happens. Quick question, Moby. Do you, like, yes or no question. And we'll move on to the next thing. Um do you think Space Jam 2 will be a hitter? Uh, nah. I, I think I'm, I might be biased because, you know, I grew up on the original Space Jam, so I'm probably a little bit biased. Um, but I don't think it'll be uh, a hitter. I don't think so. Dang. Dang. <sighs> I'm going to just be devil's advocate and say, yes, this day and age, I mean, with all the technology now, and maybe we're older, so it might not even hit us as much. But I just, I feel like, changing the producer it's got to be good like i don't think bron bron's not do bron doesn't do a lot of things where he takes l's in that's that's why he didn't do the dunk contest they're like bron really protects himself so i don't think he would even really sign up for it if he didn't know it was going to be great so i'm gonna say it's gonna be a hitter 
That's true. I mean, you, you make a great point. And um, the thing about sequels, you know, as you know, as we as we move into the next topic, a sequel could be almost a remake. So they can kind of just probably remake the movie for a new generation. And um, the reason I say that is because Lion King just came out. Uh, you say you're about to go see it tomorrow. I saw it. I thought it was amazing. Um, but let's talk about the soundtrack. You know, music has a lot to do with um, how movies play out. I don't know if yep. you guys remember the first episode. Remember when I said uh, I always wanted to be that person that picked the perfect song for the per- perfect moment in movies? And, yeah. And you obviously have a music career. Make sure you check that out. Um, so let's talk about the soundtrack because I know you've listened to the soundtrack already. Yeah. Um, I listened to the most popular song. I haven't got through the whole thing, but I listened to the most popular song um, by Beyonce, Wizkid, and uh, Blue Ivy. The uh, Beyonce's daughter, so shout out to the uh, the Carter family. But um, I really, and it's going to kind of get on topic. But me being African American, Nigerian roots, I really embraced that song because it was basically. And I haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't know how it ties in. So we'll have a different conversation about this later. But it was basically just saying, be proud of who you are, especially like young African American women who kind of get a lot of slander in this day and age and you know in society kind of like the darker you are quote unquote you're not as pretty and whatnot like so Beyonce was just leaving that all up to rest she said a lyric like your melanin skin is so bright like I just loved it she gave shout outs to Kelly Rowland um I'm not I'm gonna mispronounce her name but she was in Black Panther and Pizza. um I'm, I'm mispronouncing the name but you know who I'm talking about so um, I just thought that song was beautiful from um, start to finish. Yeah, what I really liked about it was how uh, Beyonce was able to bring, like, so many uh, African artists together. And she wasn't, like, talking about, like, just bringing, like, her own, like, team and then just using Afro beats. Like, she actually used, like, African artists, whether it was... Shout Wizkid, out Wizkid. Burner yeah. Boy, you know, all these dudes, uh, all, all these men and women, like, that are actually popular when it comes to the African music scene, she didn't just like, you know, like just swagger jack. She actually like incorporated them and uh, the soundtrack's dope. Yeah. And I'm definitely, you know, I'm downloading, I'm still listening through it, but that song with Beyonce definitely stood out the most to me. And I'm I'm excited to see the movie tomorrow at 9.50 to be exact. So you don't think I'm catting, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited to see it, to see how all the songs tie in. I think it'll be, if Moby says something's beautiful, it really is because, it's hard to, you know, have him be positive about things. He's critical. <laughs> I'm a tough critic. But uh, you have any, like, obviously, we listen, you, tap, you tapped into the music scene. Any, like, soundtrack, like, from a movie or a song from a movie where you're like, yeah, that's my hitter? All, the whole Black Panther um, track list. And I like how they mixed it in, you know, with the Afro sound and then the bass sound. And they didn't keep it. They didn't want to keep it corporate. They kept it, you know what I'm saying, hood. Like, you had SOB on there in a mainstream movie. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that the Black Panther soundtrack was able to keep its roots plus be mainstream was big time for the culture. Uh, shout out Kendrick. Shout out the whole TDE team. SOB, the Bay. You know, I, that that uh, soundtrack, that was hot. You, you shout them out like you know them or something. Is in due time. In due time. <laughs> now, uh, I would probably say I don't even know because I, I think I just because I just watched it. Yo, love and basketball soundtrack, amazing. Oh, here he goes, boys in his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> <Not even. laughs> 
No, but that soundtrack's amazing. So uh, it's it's real cool how music really like can like make a movie. Uh, even like Titanic, like that movie, like music makes a movie. But let's get back into it because you know we got some shows that we need to do some episode reviews on. And uh, wow, Snowfall, Queen of South. Which one you want to talk about first? Let's go Snowfall because only two episodes, Queen of South. I have mad questions questions about. Okay, yeah. So Snowfall, if you haven't tapped in, make sure you tapped in. Uh, John Singleton, uh, R.I.P. Um, about L.A. Um, drug drug game in um, in the eighties, early nineties, and uh, yes, episode two. Take us through it, Akash. Man, episode two, Franklin back on the scene, paranoid as ever at this point. But I, I like episode two because it shows Franklin becoming into himself. He wants to turn into a young boss. He's done with the petty street drugs. He's, he said straight up, the scene that stood out to me, he said, we want to get to the point where it's nothing but high-end clients pushing big weight. And it's kind of one of those things like you see in the clothing industry where it's less items, but more to the items, but at a higher price. So he's done with the little selling rocks on the corner and stuff like that. He's trying to compete with the big dogs, which I can respect. So, um, and he's coming into his own. I, they never really say his age in the show, but I'm going to guess he's like, tw- like 20, I want to say 19 around that age. And the fact that he's so confident and he's, and he's learning the game and applying it and trying to put his people on. I mean, I, I can respect it. It's going to be interesting how the episode heat up because the feds are getting closer to him. His local officer who's trying to be the Batman of uh, Crenshaw <laughs> coming on to him. So, um, you know, that, that those are my takes on it. What do you what do you got, Moby? So for Snowfall, what I really like so far with these first two episodes is like they always have like a like a scene that's like really, really meaningful. In the scene mm-hmm. in the first episode it was the scene with uh cop and Franklin towards the end. And then in the second episode it was with uh Franklin and like the first guy that kind of got him into the drug game. Yeah, and like oh this, yeah, I love that combo. Yeah. The speech they had was really meaningful because it was like talking about it was really it was like a it was a key moment for Franklin's kind of transition into like it, all right exactly I'm mm-hmm. about to be a I'm boss. Let you finish. Yep, exactly. I'm about to be a boss. And, so that and, was and I want really to talk important. to you about that. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, Moby, but like you hold your thoughts better than me. I'm glad you said that because that was like a transition of Javi, like Javi. You could see the like the depression in his face, meaning like he was once where Franklin is and to where he got to where he was. And he was kind of like telling him, uh, Franklin was like, are you okay, Javi? And Javi was basically giving him advice like, yo, the longer you live, the more mistakes you're going to make. Don't be greedy because as soon as you're greedy, you lose all your leverage. And he's basically giving Franklin free game to not end up like him. And you could see Javi had something on his mind to where he feels like his whole empire is about to be destroyed. Exactly. Like you see how strapped he was. Um, I think it was just a great transition into like, you know, mentor uh, now pass the torch to the teacher or sorry, teacher pass the torch to mentor. And um, that was really important. Yo, homegirl, did you think she was going to snitch or what? I was getting nervous. (laughs) No, she was playing the She was playing, playing the cops. Right. Are you talking about when she was in the station? Yeah. No, I knew she wasn't going to snitch. Like, she played it off really well. She was almost convincing me, and then when she started laughing, I'm like, okay, she's a real one. <laughs> I'm telling you, just like last episode, I think you're right. The, the first one who's going to be the one to snitch 
is going to be uh, the uncle or the new cat they're about to bring in who acts like he's so tough. Oh, the young, the youngin. Yeah, the young boy. Oh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. What you, what did you think about uh, – what was I going to ask? What did you think about Franklin going back to the cop's house immediately after? I think he was trying to tell him, keep messing with me, and I got something coming for you. <laughs> and that's why he brought the daughter into it and be like, yeah, like, I got her on my line. Like, you better be cool. <laughs> it's going to be real interesting. All right, let's jump into Queen of the South because I swear – Teresita got like eight lives, nine lives. She's a cat. She can't die. <laughs> can't die. Man, I think it's going to be crazy. I think Javi over there messing stuff up. Uh, what I tell you, so my big thing about every downfall in a movie, in a war, is because of a woman. And you see how he left the earrings? Oh, yep. It's going mm-hmm. com- to come back to him. Boy, it's going to come back. You got the judge coming at him. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hell from all sides. Yeah, it's over. It's over for him. <laughs> His name's Javi, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's over. I already see it coming. I give him two more episodes max. <laughs> <laughs> all right, two more episodes. And you know, Bo has um, 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 killed his brother in the last season, so you know he has no remorse. Yeah, no remorse. He's gonna kill the whole, the whole squad. But how do you think it's gonna play out with Teresita? Uh, you know, uh, his, her nephew and uh, her protector. Cause, Pote? Yeah, Pote, because now he knows, like, yo, you killed my dad. I think that last scene, Pote was fake sleeping and wanted to test if dude was going to, like, have the balls to shoot him. Yeah. So I think Pote knows that the kid knows, and probably next episode or two, He's going to call him out and explain to him why he killed his dad. And the more Tony gets in the game, he's going to realize why he had to do what he had to do. And I think they're going to end up being cool. Okay. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be uh, – Queen of South really, like, stepped it up this, uh, this yeah. season. I, I'm really yeah, happy. it picked up. It was it super really happy. Up. It was a super random location. But I was talking to one of – uh, our good family friends used to live in New Orleans, and I was like, I asked him, why do you think they picked the location? And he was saying New Orleans is a port to, like, every other place, and, like, there's a lot of land and space out there, so it makes sense. I didn't know there was a huge import-export, like, in New Orleans and just so many different cultures just based down there. So I think they did a good job mixing up the location. All right, cool. Respect. So make sure you guys tap into that uh, snowfall. Is on Wednesdays. Uh, Queen of South on Thursdays. Um, lastly, I know we talked about. I told you to tap in. Uh, Zendaya's having a hot girl summer. I told you to tap into her new show. Um, you've caught up. Give us your honest take on Euphoria. Soundtrack is crazy, bro. Um, but I wanted to get your, your opinion because we've been talking. You've been asking questions. Uh, I want to get your opinion on Euphoria. Nutty KO voice. <laughs> <laughs> wild, messy, <laughs> any negative thing you can think of, but I'm watching it. It got my attention. So it did a great job. You think you gonna you think you gonna last more than one season with Euphoria or what? Man, shows like this, it's hard because then it's like you know, 13 Reasons Why type of deal, right? It came out hot. Every episode has something new. Like I like what Euphoria is doing. It's each episode is explaining every different character. 
of why they are why they are and then it goes into the episode i love it i love the structure but then it's like how could you keep it going what's the overall point you know what i'm saying yeah so there's just so many different stories so we got to start narrowing it down what's the overall goal of what you're trying to do with this you know what i'm saying 13 reasons why first season came out hot hannah baker you know and then the second season kind of made it more about her best friend and now that i think they're going to get into a third season i'm not sure but it's kind of each season's giving you it's narrowing down to what the overall point is so i don't know how many episodes are supposed to be within the season of euphoria but i'm looking forward to it i think each episode is giving you excitement and something new, so I'm all for it right now, even though it's the weirdest show I've ever seen in the world. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is weird. It's just crazy how, like, uh, what, I mean, it's an HBO show, so everything goes, but it's just crazy, like, growing up, some shows, like, remember, we used to, like, turn off the TV when parents were in, uh, yeah. and then now it's like, nah, everything's open, like, you gotta get exposed to it at an early age, because that's, like, that's what it's really like. Uh, my I mean, high school, no, my high school experience was like that, though. Well, Dad came downstairs today. I still changed the channel. <laughs> it was graphic. I'm like, man, high schoolers really be on this though. So Moby's right. I mean, early. I mean, it, it, stuff is happening. Yeah. So I mean, that's basically it. Uh, you say you're gonna watch Lion King to, uh, tomorrow. Uh, there's some new shows. Um, if you guys like to tap in, we got uh, what we got. You got uh, some Netflix shows that are back in the action. The Crown's supposed to be back. Uh, what's the show that we was just talking about? Which one? Uh, football. Uh, oh, la- last last you last chance you's back. Suits is back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my all time. Uh, Power is gonna come back pretty soon. So yeah, tune in. It's a it's a it's a hot summer. Hot summer. It's a past the remote. That's what it's on. We growing. This was a good episode, Moby. Appreciate it. Um, hope you guys stay tuned. Pastor Remote, we're only getting bigger and better. Um, questions, comments, anybody want to jump in the show, just let us know. Yeah, make sure you tap in. Uh, subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend. Uh, we're going to keep coming at you uh, with more content. Uh, I got Akachi got laced up with the accounts, so he's good. You know me, I've actually been – this because we started the show, I've actually been to the movies more in the past month than I have in, like, the last four years. So uh, it's actually good me and Akachi get to connect and uh, share our thoughts on the movie and TV industry. Most definitely. Yeah, like we said, in the industry, um, have a good one. Pastor Mo.